Welcome to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive Podcast. I am Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl and your host. This is a podcast where every week we are going to talk about all the things that make our lives contagiously positive, health, happiness, food, nutrition, spirituality, our careers, relationships, and so much more. So join me weekly on an epic journey to becoming the happiest and healthiest person you know by filling up your toolbox with nourishment for your mind, body, and soul. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I say that every single time. I'm constantly thanking you, but I just, my heart is full of gratitude. I want just a full-time job podcasting. Honestly, just a full-time job. I seriously, if I could just get a contagiously positive radio show, I would be totally happy with just speaking to you guys like all day, every single day. So I'm just gonna put that out there into the universe. Before I get into today's topic, I wanted to share some really exciting news with all of you. So this is my birthday month, and this is a special one. October 17th, I am turning 40 years young, and honestly, I couldn't be more stoked. I'm so excited. I'm actually not really a birthday celebrator. Every year, you know, like I will honor my birthday and, you know, maybe I'll get together with some friends or my family, but usually my husband and I just go out for dinner and the birthday just kind of comes and goes. Not that I don't think my birthday is special. It's just not anything that's really been um, something that I've celebrated really. So, but this year, honestly, I'm just stoked to be turning 40. I, I don't even know why. It's just this really special number for me. So I have a big goal um, since I think it was in 2015, maybe 16, I can't remember, it doesn't matter, maybe even earlier, I set a goal to go to Europe uh, for my 40th. I had been to Europe a couple times, but I just, I really wanted to be there for my 40th and to just do something special. And that dream is coming true. I'm leaving October 13th and I will be in Spain for my 40th birthday. But I also wanted to celebrate with all of you. I'm so blessed every single week, every day, every week, every month with all of you who either listen to my podcast, who work with me, who buy my programs, who comment on my daily doses of positivity, who just support contagiously positive period. And I don't just mean people who pay for programs. I mean who just support the contagiously positive movement period. I mean most of the people who follow along on Instagram and Facebook are not clients. They are just people who just come online every single day to get their daily doses of positivity and that is amazing to me and it's fulfilling one of my life purposes which is to just put good stuff out into the world. So thank you and to celebrate with all of you 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm like, well, I show up every single day. Like, I don't know what I can do for people. And then it hit me. I was like, okay, so since 17 is my lucky number, and it's also the day that my birthday lands on, and I'm going to be turning 40, I thought that for the next 17 days, so if you're listening to this from today, which is October 3rd, until October 17th, this deal is valid, okay? After October 17th, 2018, um, this will no longer be the case. So for the next 17 days until October 17th, absolutely every single program over at Contagiously Positive is 40% off. So for 17 full days, absolutely everything is 40% off, which is honestly a pretty wicked freaking deal. And I will probably never offer that again because it is massive, people. It is massive to take 40% off, but I really wanted to do that for all of you. I wanted to celebrate with all of you, and I just wanted to say thank you so much. And each and every one of you is the reason why I do what I do every single day, is the reason why I show up, is the reason, reason why I share, and is the reason why I try to better myself every single day so that I can serve you at my highest, highest, highest capacity that I can. And you're the reason why I'm excited to be turning 40. So thank you so much. And you can head over to contagiouslypositive.ca if there is any program that you've been thinking of taking, but you just couldn't afford it, and now with 40% off, you can. So let's get into today's topic. I'm so excited about this topic. I have a great topic for you today. Today, I thought I was going to pull something right out of my digital um, workshop and course um, called the Contagiously Positive Woman's Guide to Healthy Living. Um, and it's all about creating healthy habits. So I talk a lot about change and how we change and what we can do to change and, you know, it, whether it's our money or our health or our relationships or ourselves or the way we feel about ourselves. I talk a lot about change and the importance of change. And a lot of people really struggle with change. And one way that I believe we can really like embrace change is to use our everyday habits and rituals. Um, there's this really great book. Now, it's called uh, Better Than Before, Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives by Gretchen Rubin. And I love it because in what I love about this book, number one, was she talks about how she talks about what I talk about in healthy living, which is using habits to embrace change and to create and live the life that we want to love. And, and again, that's with any area of your life, including your health. And she also talks about the importance of self-awareness, of knowing yourself, of knowing what habits you have, both, both positive and negative, knowing what makes you tick, knowing your triggers, like really getting deep with inside yourself, knowing what it is that's going to help you embrace change. 
And the reason why this is so important to know, and this is what I'm going to teach you about today in this podcast, is that I can tell you what to do and what to cook and how to exercise and all of that good stuff or what to think and, you know, how meditation can change your life or whatever it is that I'm teaching you, like, depending on the day. But at the end of the day, you are not going to keep up with it if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't match who you are inside. So I can give you the tools and sometimes I will give you 10 tools to overcome one thing. And I do that because it need, there, there has to be something that resonates with you. I can give you what works for me and the habit that I have every day, but that might not work for you. And that's why I give so many tools. That's why I come here twice a week and do a podcast because we're all different. We all all have different triggers. We all have different desires. We all have different goals. We all have different likes and dislikes. Like what makes us tick is different for me versus what makes you tick. So that's what we're going to talk about today, creating healthy habits. Um, Also, Gretchen Rubin says that we repeat 40% of our behavior almost every day. So our habits really shape who we are. They, They shape what we do. They shape our future. And if we can change our habits, we can absolutely change our lives. So for example, creating a healthy lifestyle, achieving our goals, exercising, eating healthy, positive thinking, overcoming limiting beliefs, it really comes down to what we make habitual, what we do every single day, day in and day out. It really has more to do with the things in our lives that we create momentum around than actual willpower or motivation because our brain wants to do the same thing over and over again because it looks for it. It looks for the pattern. You're constantly telling your brain what to do. That's, that's here, I want to give you an example of this. So you don't walk into an algebra class and be like, okay, I'm going to learn algebra today and then instantly you know algebra. No, you have to tell your brain, you have to teach your brain through the process of learning algebra what algebra is. So it's the exact same thing with our habits. It's the exact same thing with exercise and eating healthy and overcoming limiting beliefs and you know, all of that stuff. It's It all comes down to what we're telling our brain to do. What we're saying, this is what I want, now go and do it for me, okay? So good or bad, we are just habitual by nature because our brains look for the patterns. So whether it's from nail biting or knuckle cracking or not exercising or exercising or smoking or drinking or negative thinking or cravings or a sugar addiction or the foods that we eat, like everything that we do is because it's habitual and we've done it over and over and over again. Um, and our brain is like, so when you're nervous, this is what I'm going to do. When I'm happy, when you're happy, this is what we're going to do. It just looks for those patterns. So what we want to do for any negative habit is we want to interrupt the pattern and give it a new positive pattern, okay? So I wanted to give you multiple tips that, and just ways you can create healthy habits and ensure that you continue to not just fuel your body, but actually fuel your mind and with thoughts that will enhance your life, with thoughts and practices and rituals. So first of all, I want to be clear about one thing. 
Habits are hard to break when you don't replace it with another habit. And simply put, it's really what I was just talking about, about your brain. Your brain looks for that pattern. Your brain looks for that ritual. Your brain looks for that, you know, momentum. So that's why it's really important to just understand that basically humans are just naturally habitual and there's actually years of research that have gone into studying the anatomy of habits and re repeated behaviors I mean Gretchen Rubin wrote an entire book on mastering the habits of our everyday lives so this is something that a lot of a lot of authors and researchers are, are putting their efforts into and also I want you to know that not all habits are bad but when the bad habit is fixed into your brain, such as, you know, like eating something sugary like a donut with your morning coffee, your every time you wake, every time you have that morning coffee, if you constantly pair it with a sugary donut, when you go to try to break that habit, your brain's going to be like, well, where's my sugary donut? And it's the same thing. If every single time you're in a bad mood, you reach for deep fried food, then when you try to stop doing that, your brain's gonna be like, well, where's my deep fried food, okay? So it has a damaging effect on your health when you have an emotion that you try to you know, cover up or you try to mask with food, for example, especially the negative foods. So again, we just want to interrupt that pattern. We wanna create a new habit. And you're not alone. There's so many of us, and myself included, that we really struggle with creating new habits. And I truly believe that change occurs by creating a new positive habit. And all that means is don't just remove the habit that's no longer serving you. Replace it with something new. Replace it with something positive so that you can, you can create a new pattern and you can create a new momentum instead of relying solely on willpower or motivation, which is almost impossible sometimes when your brain only knows to go for one thing. So when you feel like you're giving something up, often also what happens is you just feel like this lack occurs. And so that's why I really recommend to focus on good habits and changes that you want to make and, and create that new momentum so that you don't feel like you're giving something up, like the sugary donut, for example, right? You, you can still have that sugary donut. You just don't want it to be an everyday ritual in your life. Um, you want it to be a treat. So if you focus on adding positive habits, what happens? happens is they eventually just crowd at the ones that are no longer serving you in a healthy in a healthy way or a supportive way or in a happy way right so basically the positive habits are the things that actually motivate and inspire you whereas thinking you're giving something up just makes you feel like you've lost something so I want to give you a few steps before you even begin breaking or replacing a habit I want you to start with a few steps and just kind of understanding this and understanding your triggers and knowing yourself and just like really like just filling your mind with all of these things will help you to really make healthy and happy habits your everyday norm. So number one, I before you even start a habit, you you or or break a habit, for example, you just you need to make the decision. That's the first step. You have to decide. You need to tell yourself this is the decision. Before you even begin, I want you to 
Tell yourself that you're making the commitment to yourself to break a habit that's not serving you in a positive way. And I want you to decide and tell yourself that you're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. You need to tell yourself, you need to make that decision because that starts the process, that starts, your, your brain starts to look for what it actually is that you want instead of constantly going towards what's no longer serving you. And we all know without a willingness to change, change cannot actually occur. So you have to tell yourself, this is the decision that I'm making. And on top of that, number two, what I really recommend is really understand what your why is. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you changing this habit? There's always a reason why we're doing something, and usually it's because we want to enhance a core desired feeling inside of ourselves. We do most things in our lives because we want to feel a certain way. Usually it's because we want to feel happier, we want to feel healthier, we want to feel energized, and a key to being successful in any area of our life is to really understand why we want to change the habit that we want to change, why we're setting the goal that we've set, why we have this desire, why we're setting this intention. Like our why is truly that inspiration, that motivation. It keeps us on target. It gives us something to focus on whenever we just feel like, well, this is so difficult. When you return back to your why, it's like it infuses that decision that you've made. It infuses that commitment that you've made to yourself to break the habit that's just not serving you in a positive way. So the third thing is identify your triggers. So what are those inner cues and triggers that cause you to respond in a certain way or grab a certain food? So what makes you tick? This is where the self-awareness comes in. So let's use food as an example. We'll focus on our health for just the sake of this podcast. So when you're stressed, are you are you veering towards food that doesn't serve you? And are you doing this constantly day in and day out? Is the trigger stress? Is the trigger sadness? Is it just a habitual routine? You know, just meaning that you've, since you were a child, you've had dessert, you a portion of dessert after every single meal? Um, or is it just habitual that every time you get coffee, you grab that sugary donut, right? So um, it can be a toxic relationship in your life. It could be a limiting belief. I want you to be really honest with yourself here. There's no judgment because we all have triggers. There's always a trigger that makes us go back to that habit that's not serving us, that negative habit that we're doing. What are those triggers? If your thing that you're trying to break is nail biting, what are those triggers that get you biting those nails? Sometimes it's just like boredom and sometimes it's just a, a habitual routine. So I really want you to start to pay attention as to what's happening around you when you get that craving or when you're about to, you know, do that negative habit, for example, which could be like biting your nails or going or emotional eating. Okay. So really pay attention. You might not even know what your triggers are. So what I recommend here 
is just throughout the day when you're craving something or you really just want to do something that's not supporting you in a positive way, I want you to think about what is happening around you um, in your external environment, what those triggers are, and also, you know, what's going on in your mind, for example. What are you thinking in those moments? This is a really huge step is just really knowing what your triggers are and identifying them. Then I want you to take this self-awareness even further by knowing what you like. And what I love about this step and this tool is that it's transferable to all areas of your life. And that's not just creating healthy eating habits. And the habits and changes that you choose actually need to serve you best. This is what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Once you know your true nature, then you can choose the strategies, the tools, the practices, the foods, the exercises, like the thoughts, the like all of that stuff that you love and that work best for you and your unique personality. So again, let's just use um, our health and food and nutrition for the sake of this podcast to give examples. Let's start with cooking and eating. If you've ever found yourself asking like why just why can't I stick to this diet? Why can't I stick to these meal plans? Well, I want you to start to think about well, what's with what's in those meal plans or that pattern or what are they giving me that is not supporting me in a positive way? So have you ever asked yourself, basically all I'm trying to say is have you ever asked yourself what actually works for you? Not what the experts think, but what you think you should do. So for example, how do you like to cook? Do you prefer cooking in bulk or making meals every day? If you've been on like multiple diets and these multiple diets give you meal plans where you have to cook three different meals three times a day, seven days a week, and you don't like cooking that way, you prefer cooking in bulk and throwing it in the freezer so that you have quick and easy meals, well, there we go. That's why you haven't been able to keep up the habit. It's not that you have no willpower. It's not that you have no motivation. It's that it doesn't work for you and your life. So think about that. How do you like to cook? Do you prefer cooking in bulk or making meals every day? Also, are you a planner or would you prefer to follow meal plans designed for you? This is the opposite of what I just said. If you don't enjoy being in the kitchen, if you can't think of what to make, um, that the best thing might be to follow meal plans that someone designed for you, to work with someone who will create them with you, um, so that then it's just one decision that you don't have to make that day. Um, do you like variety or can you eat the same meal three times a day? Like for me, honestly, I love leftovers. I will make one big meal and then I can eat that for three days. My husband, however, um, prefers to he can just maybe eat it once he can eat it for dinner and then have it for lunch and then he's good for a while so that's huge too like why are you making seven different dinners like a week and you're okay with having that one meal for leftovers like talk about once we have this self-awareness once we know what we like and we design our healthy eating lifestyle around this 
Oh my God, it is, it can transform our life. It just takes away one stressor, one decision, it takes away the guilt, and it takes away that feeling that we have, like, why don't I have any willpower? Again, it's not about willpower, it's about self-awareness and knowing how to create a daily habit that works for your unique type. Also, do you like spicy food or do you like blander food? Like, stop cooking with recipes if you hate spicy food, right? Do you like to be challenged or do you prefer simple recipes? Like. In, in my meal plans, some of my, my recipes can be, some of them are a little bit challenging for those who really just love to, you know, cook like right from scratch in the kitchen. But then I also give tools for those who just prefer to simplify it and just wanna buy it at the grocery store or they don't wanna make the whole thing from scratch. And I do this because I understand that not everyone enjoys being in the kitchen like I do and might not want to spend as much time making it from scratch when they can just buy the ingredients and then put them together. So this is really important to understand. Now again, we're just talking about um, the way you eat here, but I want you to, you know, incorporate this into all of the habits that you're that you're trying to replace, all of those negative habits that you're trying to replace. So let's move on to another one. Let's move on to exercise to give you more examples. Basically, when you're creating an exercise routine, like do you know what you like? For example, again. Do you enjoy going to the gym or would you prefer a home workout? Like, why are you spending $60, $60 a month on a gym membership and you're totally cool with just working out at home? Um, and also, if you prefer going to the gym because it's where you get most of your motivation, why are you trying to work out at home? Again, it's not about willpower. It's about working in routines that work for you, that keep you motivated and inspired. What's your favorite exercise? Like, if you hate yoga, why are you doing yoga? Maybe you prefer dancing or cycling or Pilates or walking or CrossFit or group classes or organized sports. Like, really figure out what it is, again, that works for you. And all of a sudden, it won't even feel like work. It'll just be as habitual as brushing your teeth, okay? And then... I want to just talk about one more thing here, which is a big trigger trigger for many of us, and that's stress. I really think it's important for us to create healthy habits for managing our stress. This is so important. So I say this all the time. You cannot eliminate stress, meaning external circumstances, but you can manage your emotions the way you feel and the way you respond. And to do this, we need to wire our brain to manage stress and to recalibrate quickly. Basically, just feel it, heal it, learn to move on from it. And to do this, we need to understand what our triggers are, what stresses us out the most, how we react. You know, because often when we try to control things that we can't control, we get stuck in this, oh my God. God, why me? Why does that keep happening to me? Like, woe is me, you know, attitude. Whereas what if instead of we, what if we stop trying to control those external circumstances like a trap, like traffic jams and long lines, for example, or like irritating people. And instead we try to, we really have that self-awareness about what our triggers are and what we can do to move forward from them. So first of all, like, are you aware of what your triggers are? What are your current stressors? What are those things that currently stress you out? Like, is it work? Is it health? Is your is it your relationship? Because honestly, like, you cannot fix 
what you ignore. And if you know what your current stress triggers are, this is amazing. So for example, let's use, we'll use work for this one because we spend so much time at work, we have a lot of triggers. Your stress triggers could be being in an environment that's really messy or frequent interruptions or dealing with irrational behavior or unexpected changes or lack of control or having too much to do with, you know, too little time or resources to do it. Could be money. It could be in a highly charged emotional environment for too long. Like maybe your environment is stressful. Maybe that's your trigger. It could be not being able to make your goals come true, like come to fruition. It could be, you know, having to do mundane, repetitive tasks. Like it could be that you're not feeling supported. Like what are those stress triggers that you have? And how are you currently managing it? So this is a really great question to ask yourself to create a new habit because like, are you managing it in a way that's making it worse or are you managing it in a way that makes it better? Like, are you avoiding it? Are you dealing with it? Are you eating over it? Are you drinking over it? Are you bullying over it? Like, are you talking about it? Like, how are those triggers gaining momentum in your life? This is so important. It's so important to know what your stress triggers are and if the way you're reacting to it is making it worse or it's making it better. And usually you'll be able to tell if it's worse if you're feeling it in your body and your mind. Because we always, when it comes to stress triggers, we always have an emotional, mental, and physical reaction. Like it could be like we get sweaty, we have digestive upsets, fatigue, low energy, forgetfulness, we become restless, we have a hard time sleeping, or we have body aches, or we were irritable, or we're having a really hard time with critical thinking and problem solving. Um, like just all of this stuff, right? Or we're just like stuck in the negative vortex thinking like life sucks. So I want you to really think about, well, if I'm feeling these things all the time when I have those stress triggers, then I need to find a better way to make it better. So don't control the condition, control the emotion. And all that means is to be proactive, not reactive. Basically, just choose the path of least resistance. And is this problem, if I stay in problem mode, is it going to be more difficult? Or if I stay with in the solution mode, is it going to be easier? This is huge. So basically, what you want to know is when you're stressed, what makes it worse? So once you know what your triggers are, really pay attention to what works and what doesn't work. This will transform your life, everyone, okay? Like, honestly. So when you're stressed, what makes it worse? So first step is to make a list of what your triggers are. And then second step is what makes it worse? What do people do that makes it worse? What do you do that makes it worse? And then make another list of what makes it better. Because getting to know what makes you tick is really key to creating and maintaining healthy living habits. And stress is a big part of, you know, feeling healthy. If meditation makes you more stressed, try something else. If you don't like to meal plan, have someone else do the meal planning for you. If you hate the gym, don't buy a $60 a month gym membership. If one of your stress triggers is like, traffic, if you have a long commute every single day, how can you make that commute better? If when you're really busy at work, you become really stressed when people are constantly coming into your office, interrupting you, explain that to them or shut your door or just like, 
really communicate that you you need this one hour to finish this task like once you know what your triggers are and what makes it better and what makes it worse you can have positive communication with those around you and I can talk about this one for hour this is for hours this is a big ticket item and I will do another post just around stress management I actually don't call it stress management I call it life management because again you cannot avoid stress because we cannot control our external circumstances. But what we can control is really paying attention and having self-awareness of what our triggers are and paying attention to what makes it better so that we can do the things that make it better and communicate that to the people around us. So then also... I want to end with this, okay? The next best way to really make a habit stick is very simple. Repetition, repetition, repetition. That is the way we create new habits. We need to train our brain, teach our brain, teach it that new language, teach it that new habit. We need to tell our brain, when this happens, this is what we want you to do, okay? And it's not going to happen in one day. And... I, I like for example like you don't become unhealthy overnight right and it's the same thing the reverse is true as well you don't become healthy overnight it it begins with one habit repeated just over and over and over and over again until you find the habit that works for you that supports you that makes you feel good and what I also want you to know is that you're going to constantly be changing your habits what worked today might not work tomorrow what worked yesterday might not work today so it's really important to stay open open and really constantly having that self-awareness so I want you to begin replacing whatever it is that you're repeating over and over and over again with something healthier, with something happier. And I promise eventually you will find what works. And with enough repetition, you will, I promise you, you're no longer going to need to think about the choices you are making because they're going to be automatic. Your subconscious mind is going to tell your conscious mind instantly. And it has a domino effect. So for example, going back to your health, if you create a healthy habit of eating breakfast in the morning, you're going to feel really good and energized that eventually you're going to want to start eating healthy lunch and then probably a healthy dinner because you're, we want to do things that make us feel good. So the more good habits you form, the more it will spill over to the other areas of your life. So just start with one and I promise you just like magic will happen. And daily habits are just rituals. They're just small constructive actions that we take on a routine basis. And actions can quickly give you a sense of accomplishment and forward momentum when they serve us, when they support us, when they make us feel good. And what I find with daily habits is they really form a foundation upon where major changes can take place, where major growth can take place. So I want you to think of this question. What action, what daily habit or ritual, if taken on a regular basis, would make a massive difference in your life if it became repetitive and if you didn't actually have to give it much thought anymore, okay? And then I just want to end with this. I want you to think of, so during high stress, rituals and habits like if you're one who's thinking well I don't want to be habitual I like to just like kind of see how life goes every single day well listen you can be 
be dull in your everyday routine so that you can be wildly creative where it actually counts, okay? So during high stress, rituals and habits become that home base that you can come back to. And they work because they allow you to concentrate on what's important. And once you set them, they they save you time, they save you energy because you won't have to plan or think about them. They're just there. They're habitual, they're routine, they help you simplify, they help you clarify, and they really help you create order in your life, especially during high stress times. And it just trains your brain Instead of looking for willpower, it trains your brain to look for the pattern and it trains your brain to look for the things that just bring you back to a state of ease and joy and happiness and health. So that's it. Those are a few tools for you on how to make healthy habits habitual in your everyday life. So if you wanna take this deeper, I packed a lot of information into 30 minutes. I take this very, I go deep with this in my digital programs, um, both of them actually, Creating and Living a Life That You Love and The Continuously Positive Woman's Guide to Healthy Living. We make just habits fun and I help you get off the diet roller coaster in healthy living and in creating and living a life you love. I help you set goals and remove all the blockers that prevent you from achieving your goals and really just take away the frustration of trying to achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve. So if you want to go check that out, contagiouslypositive.ca. I promise you, you won't be sorry. They're the most beautiful programs. And we can also work together one-on-one. -on -one. I still offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'm a certified life coach, certified health coach, and I would love to work with you. If not, well, these are great steps for you to start to make, to master the habits of your everyday lives, as Gretchen Rubin would say. And if you're, you want to read her book, it's called Better Than Before. If you want to work with me, you know where to go. If you're starting a habit, just start with these tools, and I promise you, you won't be sorry. So as always, everyone, be happy, be healthy, and of course, be contagiously positive. If you liked this episode or any of the episodes in this podcast and you want to help someone else unleash their inner contagiously positive, please share, rate, review, and subscribe. Let's work together to put beauty and positivity, health and happiness into the world.